Hello everyone and welcome back to Air Magique. Let's talk about the most magical place in Europe. I'm Eric and yes, today I want to share my luxurious VIP best of the best Disneyland Paris trip with you guys. Now, since all the parks are still closed, I thought this would be a great opportunity to share a full trip report. I do want to say right off the bat, we paid for everything. We had been saving for a really, really long time because we knew we wanted to do something extra special for our wedding anniversary. My husband and I had never stayed at the Disneyland Hotel before, which for those of you who don't know is the best or at least most luxurious Disneyland Paris hotel. It's located right by the entrance gate with several rooms that have castle and main street views. Now, the story really began with the booking process, which we did over the Disneyland Paris site directly due to a special dining deal they had on offer. So breakfast and dining was included, which factoring in that we usually spend about 80 euro for the both of us on dinner alone was worth it, considering we were staying from Thursday to Sunday. We also decided to stay in a regular room instead of the castle club because all the rooms with a view of the castle had been booked up and we just didn't want to spend the extra dough. However, we did invest in a fast pass ultimate for each of us for one day. We chose Saturday just to make the most of that day. We arrived Thursday morning and took an Uber from the airport directly to Disneyland Paris, which is, as always, super convenient and easy to do. The driver was able to take us right to the main entrance of the Disneyland Hotel. Immediately you're in the Disney bubble, you step out of your car, and the bags are whisked off by the baggage handlers, which just feels so luxurious. <laughs> that you don't even need to concern yourself with your luggage. I love it. The baggage handler gives you a ticket, which you are instructed to hand to the receptionist so the bags can be brought directly to your room. The Disneyland Hotel lobby, which I had always assumed is located directly above the entrance, in fact is located in a building to the right-hand side facing the castle of the entrance. The Disneyland Hotel was designed by Walt Disney Imagineering and the renowned hospitality architects Wimberly, Allison, Tong, and Gu. The hotel is reminiscent of Disney's Grand Floridian Resort in Orlando, Florida, and Hotel Del Coronado in Coronado, California. However, as is so often the case in Disneyland Paris, more color saturation was implemented into the design to contrast against the often gray skies. The hotel's design is inspired by this Queen Anne Second Empire architecture style. It was the first Disney hotel to be built at the entrance of a Disney theme park, and it is the only one in Paris that was designed directly by Walt Disney Imagineering. Entering the lobby, you first pass through a security check, just like at the airport, and are greeted by the gorgeous Christmas tree, at least if you're there during the Christmas season like we were towards the end of November. Two adorable locomotives run circles around the tree behind which a massive gingerbread house stands. Now the house itself is made up of 150 kilograms of gingerbread, another 150 kilograms of sugar, and for the windows alone the roof is made up of 121 kilograms of icing and egg whites. It took over 3000 hours of work to complete and I was chatting with a cast member because I was wondering whether or not they could reuse the house, you know, every year, and he actually said no, they make it from scratch every single year. That's just insane to me. My first thought was honestly like, what a waste of food. But considering how much joy that gingerbread house brings to the thousands of park goers who get to spend time with it, and I include myself amongst them, it's definitely not a waste, but well-invested resources. The gingerbread house in the Disneyland Hotel is just so adorable. It got some of that Phantom Manor Victorian touches, but it 
doesn't look dilapidated at all, of course. It is in perfect condition and ultra cute. My favorite detail is that if you look through the back window, you'll notice a fire burning in the fireplace, which is just super adorable. Now, we waited in line for check-in for about 15 minutes before reaching the reception, which was fully staffed, when we noticed that right before heading to a receptionist, a cast member with a clipboard was asking folks in line waiting to check in whether or not they would be interested in upgrading to the castle club. Now, the gentleman in front of us said no, and then the cast member made her way to us. But as she starts explaining all the benefits, a new spot opened up at the reception and we were told that the receptionist would explain the benefits to us and if we liked, we could upgrade. Now, first of all, our first ever cast member shout out goes to Raja, who was working the check-in reception and who was so kind and so knowledgeable. I informed her that we were interested, however, that because we had already bought the FastPass Ultimate, which would be included in the Castle Club anyway, I didn't really feel like paying for something we don't need. Which, by the way, if you guys don't know, the FastPass Ultimate is not refundable, so once you purchase it, that's it, you're, you're stuck with it. So she said she would see what she could do in terms of getting us a good deal, and asked us if it was our first time visiting, all while working that booking system like a pro. Also, a cast member in training was standing by and watching her work, asking a question now and then. We got to chatting a bit while she looked at our options and we somehow got to the topic that it was my husband's and my one year wedding anniversary and that this trip was our celebration of it. Raja congratulated us and told us she wanted to surprise us with a little something. However, our room would be ready around 3 p.m. and if we'd liked, we could come back to the main reception. At this time, by the way, she handed us the VIP Castle Club elevator key cards. Or instead of heading back to the main reception, we could go to the Castle Club reception, which is located on the third floor. By the way, you guys, the Castle Club reception is so nice. It features two sit-down desks and can only be accessed by folks staying in the Castle Club level rooms. The advantage being that there is pretty much never a wait by the way, you guys, there is also a quote-unquote public restroom located up there, which is probably the nicest restroom I've experienced in Disneyland Paris. It's got these beautiful, neat little rolled-up cotton towels and elegant furnishings made out of this very dark mahogany-esque wood. It's gorgeous. Anyway, we asked about the pool, which Raja informed us is only open from Friday to Sunday, which is a bit of a bummer, but honestly, yeah, we're there for the parks anyway. <laughs> and she took us up personally to show us the Castle Club lounge and elevator, which was an absolute delight. Now, one thing that was still nagging me a bit was that we had paid for the FastPass Ultimate and not really gotten a refund on it. We were told that we could try the concierge, but there are basically no guarantees. So we headed to the concierge and the cast member was very helpful but did not have the authority to do anything about it so she called the manager for us. And after waiting for a bit she handed me the telephone and the manager explained that while he could not refund the FastPass Ultimate, he would give us a 150 euro discount on the room. Which amounts to just a bit more than half of what we paid for two FastPass Ultimate tickets. I was really happy about it, not bothered, so if you're willing to sacrifice some time it might be worth just asking politely if the cast member at the concierge can help you out if you ever have a similar situation. Afterwards, we decided to head into the parks where we caught the Christmas parade, which is overall a delight, however much shorter than I expected, coming in at under nine minutes. My favorite thing ever are those adorable dancing gingerbread Mickeys that come by after the first float. It's so cute. 
Now this was my first time in memory to be at the parks for the Christmas season. Main Street USA was decorated in absolute splendor. The massive tree with its lights synced up color-wise to the Main Street garlands was a highlight. After that we headed straight to Big Thunder Mountain and rode it several times using the Castle Club VIP Fast Pass and headed over to experience the new version of Phantom Manor which by the way, also has a secret fast pass option. However, it's only for the paid fast pass tiers. So there is no way to get a free paper fast pass at the moment. Now the entrance to the VIP fast pass is located just to the right of the little cast member booth and usually the gate is shut and the cast member will open it and let you in. So it feels pretty exclusive, like heading uh, <laughs> through a back door and you get to head up right those center stairs that you're usually never allowed to use. So it's pretty neat. The first time we got to experience the new Phantom Manor in person, and I will say that it was very enjoyable. It is, however, less subtle than the original, and it trades that in for flashier effects, like the foyer changing from its dilapidated state to a fresh new neon paint job. Anyway, I adored the old manor, and I love the new one. I'm glad they clarified the story and gave more depth to Melanie. Many elements remain unchanged, so generally subtle alterations and improvements. My favorite new addition would have to be the disappearing Melanie from the stretching room portraits. I can't figure out how it was done, but it must have something to do with the projection or light because the paintings do darken once she disappears. Anyway, it's a completely brilliant effect. One thing I also wanted to mention that I was not aware of before this trip was that you can use your magic pass as a sort of prepaid credit card. So the magic pass is uh, your hotel room key, which in theory is awesome because you don't have to carry a wallet around with you or you can give your kids and teens a certain allowance. We were super curious, so we tried to pay with our magic passes whenever we could, and a lot of the time cast members in the boutiques and restaurants didn't understand or even seem to know about that option. I got a lot of really confused looks, so honestly, I can't fullheartedly recommend that you only visit the parks with your magic pass. After having some fun in the parks, we decided to head back to the hotel around 4pm for tea time, which is available daily in the Castle Club Lounge. Now the Castle Club Lounge is located on the third floor as well as the reception. And this is one of those fantastic included add-ons that you get when you're staying on the Castle Club. We were able to access the lounge quickly and easily by using our exclusive Castle Club elevators located right by the entrance. When you exit the park, they are located on the left-hand side by the ticketing booths. Now the Castle Club Lounge gives you this absolutely gorgeous view of Disneyland Park and the castle. Due to it being Christmas, the tree does block out a bit of the view, so that might be something to consider if you're interested in watching the fireworks from there. They do play the music in the Castle Club Lounge, however, which is awesome. I was pleasantly surprised at the amount of food available during tea time. If you want to be luxe and cheap at the same time, <laughs> me, you could easily turn this into a late lunch replacement. There are muffins with eggs and bacon, vegetarian carrot sandwiches, these delicious chicken wraps, little cakes, mousse au chocolat, a selection of teas, soft drinks, juices, coffee and hot chocolate. Absolutely everything was included. The service was super friendly and the atmosphere relaxing. So I can confidently recommend checking out Tea Time to anyone staying in a Castle Club room. Switching over to Disneyland Park here for a second, the quick service food options could use some improvements. Lines moved really slowly at Fuente del Oro. We waited in line for 40 minutes, which is how long you wait for Big Thunder Mountain on some days, which was absolutely ridiculous to me. 
I would love to see mobile app ordering like in Disney World. Please, Disneyland Paris. This is so incongruent to the Castle Club VIP live your best life experience. Also, more vegetarian and vegan quick service options would be great. It was kind of hard to find some grub for my husband, to be fair, though they have been improving a lot on that front. Really, the quality of some of the quick service options could be improved. You know, more fresh fruits, freshly made crepes instead of the prepackaged ones at the food carts. Fantasialand in Germany does a really good job of high quality quick service food options. So anyone working at Disney, I would recommend you taking a look at how they do it. Also, you guys, let me know if you're interested in a European theme park episode special where we chat about some of the other fantastic theme parks you can find around Europe. Let me know. So back to the Castle Club Lounge. One of my favorite details in the Castle Club Lounge was this huge technical sketch of Sleeping Beauty's castle with all the labels and details present. Be sure to check it out. It hangs on the right-hand side of the lounge when facing the castle. Also, this was such a small detail, but I just have to mention it. All the silverware was exactly that, made from real silver. Not any of that peasant stainless steel crap. By the way, you guys, when you head from the elevator to the Castle Club Lounge, you pass by this large circular open hallway that features really cool and very expensive Disney art pieces you can purchase. These are all pieces by talented artists, some of them prints, others originals. While I was there, they also featured these Swarovski encrusted sculptures, which were totally adorbs but did come with a price tag of 9,990 euros, just to give you a feel of, of the pricing here. After tea time, we headed back to the reception to get into our room. To our great surprise, the cast member led us to the dock suite. Now, never in my life have I stayed in a room like this. The suite was massive with a spacious living area, two powder rooms, a massive shower with a separate bathtub, and a gorgeous bedroom with a view of the entrance and the beginning of Main Street. My favorite thing ever was that you could tilt the window and hear the relaxing music loop that plays outside. It really felt like we were staying in the park, which is what Tony Baxter and the team intended, and it was totally a dream come true. The room also features several Disney details, like a portrait of Doc on the bed's headboard, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves carved into the mirror's frame, and the red Victorian furnishings, very a la mode in that time period. It was inspired by Walt's apartment in Disneyland. After resting a bit in the room, we decided to head back into the parks and enjoy the rest of the day, which was a Thursday and Disneyland Park was closing at 7 p.m. I was able to snag a restaurant reservation at the California Grill, which had some of the best service I've ever experienced in any Disney park. The California Grill had a very calm atmosphere and accepted the dining plan which we had included in our booking. I would recommend it to anyone looking for a nice quiet dinner, which is such a nice contrast to your day at the parks. Mostly the place was child-free, by the way kids are allowed of course, but most families were over at Inventions where they have the character dining, so I'll get to that in just a bit. So the food was, overall, I would say good. Not the best I've ever had at Disneyland Paris, but it was enjoyable. For starters, I had a smoked duck tart with a seasonal mushroom vinaigrette, which was fine. The main was a tenderloin of free-range pork confit with lemon, satay sauce, and lomo crisps, roasted potatoes, and grated truffle. The tenderloins were just a bit on the dry side. However, the sauce did help to offset that. 
And for dessert, we had the mini bow cake, which was honestly the cutest thing ever, and it tasted great and was totally the highlight of the meal. On our way back to our suite, we passed by the Disneyland Hotel's shop called Gallery Mickey. It's a small, cute, and very crowded <laughs> store, mostly filled with folks who want to pick up the goodies they purchased in the parks. Besides a selection of art and merch, you can also find a couple of essentials here like soft drinks and sunscreen. After we returned to our room, or I guess I should say our rooms, we noticed right away that housekeeping had come by a second time to draw the curtains and remake the beds, and best of all, place a little chocolate on our bed. <laughs> Another first ever for me. Never stayed at a hotel before with room service twice a day, so this was absolutely fantastic. We got up early the next morning to enjoy breakfast in the Castle Club Lounge. Not only do you have a nice breakfast buffet with all the fixes, scrambled eggs, bacon, a selection of cheeses and breads, but you also have a chef who makes fresh omelets, which is lovely. Best of all is that it is a character breakfast, another first for us. So the characters change from day to day, except for Mickey, who was there every morning. Other than that, Chip and Dale came by, they were both super hilarious, Minnie Mouse, who was just super cute, Donald, really funny, and Igor from Winnie the Pooh. Let me just say the characters spend so much time with us, especially on the days where breakfast was a bit slower and not too many tables were occupied, we got a bunch of one-on-one -on -one time with them. The folks from the neighboring tables were also super friendly, offering to take pictures of us with the characters, and just, gosh, the most well-behaved children you have ever seen at a Disneyland park were up in the Castle Club Lounge. It was this wonderful, surreal, perfect fantasy world, and I loved every minute of it. One of my favorite breakfast details was the hot chocolate, which you order with your server. They sprinkled some cocoa on the hot chocolate foam in the shape of Tinkerbell, so how cute is that? After breakfast, we headed over to Walt Disney Studios Park, which is right next door, but having been spoiled rotten by sleeping right above the entrance to Disneyland Park, it feels like a huge trek. After a fun day at the parks, we had dinner reservations at 10pm for Inventions, which is a character dining premium buffet restaurant located in the Disneyland Hotel. Now, our reservation was for right at the start of Disney Illuminations, and while we did get lucky and had a table right by the window, only one of us had a view of the castle. As a matter of fact, most tables are not located by the window, so while Inventions is a fantastic restaurant, it is clearly not intended as a spot to watch Illuminations. The music was not played through the speakers or anything, so if you are there just to enjoy the show with a meal, I just can't recommend it. My tip would be to make your reservation at Inventions for 30 minutes after park closing if you want to see the show and either enjoy it from inside the park or the Castle Club Lounge. Other than that, Inventions is absolutely fantastic, especially if you are a seafood lover, which I absolutely am. Let me tell you, they were serving up oyster heaven with a chef who was standing there behind the buffet breaking open the oyster shells. Honey, he had a hard time keeping up with how fast I was eating them. Oh, they were so good. Now, if you're not into that raw deal, no worries. They also had several cooked meaty options as well, as well as a salad and dessert selection and a few vegetarian options. Just like breakfast, characters would come by your table, but for a much shorter time since the place was absolutely packed. Which reminds me, you guys, 
absolutely have to make a reservation here and do so as early as possible. This place is one of the most popular restaurants I've ever experienced in Disneyland Paris and for good reason, it's fantastic. The Inventions interior has got this slightly steampunky, refined industrial feel to it with several interesting objects hanging from the ceiling, like a wooden sailboat or a vintage film reel. The walls are decorated with older stereo card images, which is just so nostalgic. Didn't everyone as a kid have a stereoscope in one form or another, you guys? Do you guys remember this? A stereoscope is that handheld device for viewing of a stereoscopic pair of images, so 3D basically. There are those with the round disc with little slides in them, which is what I had. Or in the case of the inventions, the larger cardboard prints. Anyway, the food was fantastic, the servers were stressed but friendly, and the experience was one of a kind. I will say that this is not a calm dining experience with characters walking in and children running around, as well as just the regular buffet hustle and bustle. It can get quite busy, quite loud, so if you're all about that quiet dining experience, I would recommend the California Grill. However, if you are on the premium dining plan anyway, do stop by Inventions at least once on your trip. You definitely won't regret it. Oh, and before I forget, on the first visit, we met Igor, Tigger, Mickey, Pinocchio, and Goofy, who was such a delight and <laughs> interacted heavily with us. I love Goofy. He came by our table while I was stocking up on oysters on the buffet. My husband was just sitting there alone, minding his own business, and along comes Goofy, sits down on my seat and pretends to eat <laughs> some oysters before wiping his mouth with my napkin. Absolutely hilarious. I don't know about you, but that is some sickening Disney interaction right there. Loves it. On the second visit to Inventions, we met Goofy, Tigger, and Mickey once again, as well as Minnie, Pluto, Captain Hook, and Geppetto, who I don't recall ever meeting before, so that was really neat. Now focusing a bit on the park experience here, it is so cool to have an unlimited fast pass. You can really work your way through the park so quickly, it's incredible. Having said that, I do wish more attractions had a fast pass option. I was especially missing it on Pirates of the Caribbean, Crush's Coaster, Although the reason that doesn't have a fast pass is a capacity issue, I understand, but still worth mentioning. And more attractions in Fantasyland in general would be nice. Peter Pan's Flight does have it, but it's a small world. The teacups, Dumbo, and all the other classic small dark rides would make for great fast pass options as well. Other than that, an incredible experience. Having the hotel right by the entrance is also genius. It really spoils you rotten in terms of walking. <laughs> we didn't even bother heading into Disney Village on our trip because dining, shopping, it was all right there in the hotel. Every evening, room service would come by again and freshen up the rooms, draw the curtains, and place cute little Disneyland Hotel chocolates, which I still have somewhere on our beds. The suite also provided French bath salts, which I thought was a nice touch. After a long day at the parks, taking a nice bath, relaxing and unwind, the bath salts itself was also pleasantly mild, so no overpowering fragrance, it was quite subtle. Now, I do have to mention a complication we experienced on our last day during checkout at the Castle Club reception. The cast member mentioned that we had to use up the remaining credits we were giving at the beginning of the trip, so the refund for the FastPass Ultimate, before we leave the park. He told us it was linked to our magic passes and would expire if we didn't use it. He also asked us when we were planning on leaving the parks, and we said around 5pm, not thinking about anything <laughs> connected to that. So all of this was fine. We decided so that we didn't have to carry around the merch, we would go shopping right before heading to the airport. 
We had a fantastic last day at Disneyland Park, then headed towards the exit through the Emporium. By this time, it was maybe 5.03. <laughs> After picking out some things, I tried to pay with the magic passes. Again, the cast member had never done it before and had to call a manager for help, which again is fine. Everyone needs some help sometimes to learn. After the register was set up to scan my magic pass, an error message kept popping up. The manager then informed me that our magic passes had been deactivated. Flashback to this morning when we said we were leaving around 5pm, so apparently the receptionist had set our passes for deactivation at precisely 5pm. Only we were never made aware of this possibility. So this is kind of frustrating <laughs> at the time. I was also a bit frustrated that the 70 euros that were still on there were just poof, gone basically. It was a bit of a sour stain at the very end of what was really a fantastic trip. Anyway, we headed back into Disneyland Hotel to pick up our luggage. A very friendly cast member near the concierge informed me that if you order an Uber to the Disneyland Hotel, it is automatically rerouted to the train station, which is very inconvenient. I don't know why they do that. However, they also informed us of a workaround by typing in the specific street name, and he also gave us the name, which was super helpful. I'd love to share it with you guys, but for the life of me, I can't remember. However, be sure to ask the concierge if you run into that issue in the future. It will save you a lot of trouble. To end on a positive note here, the Disneyland Hotel was fantastic with the friendliest cast members in all of Disneyland Paris. The hotel is gorgeous and carries its design in a very consistent manner. So magical looking out of your bedroom window to see the park in the evenings and wake up to it in the mornings. Okay, so this is super embarrassing, but when waking up to use the restroom in the middle of the night, I would head to the curtains and peek out at the park. Interestingly enough, the big Christmas tree does indeed shut off late into the night, saving some energy there, environmentally friendly, very good. <laughs> staying in the Disneyland Hotel is a completely different experience than staying at the Cheyenne, for example, or really any other Disney hotel. At the end of the day, if it is in your budget, you won't regret staying on the Castle Club level of the Disneyland Hotel. And if you're like us, you might get lucky. If there's some Castle Club rooms available, you might be able to upgrade from your standard room. But that is definitely not a guarantee, you guys. So watch out. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for tuning into Aramagique. If you want to keep the magic alive after the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all under at Aramagique. And if you could, please subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or whatever the podcatcher of your choice is and leave a rating and review, which helps new folks discover the podcast. It really helps out a lot. So thank you so much, you guys. For Aramajik, this is Eric. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. This episode is not sponsored. Any promotional or advertised content will be clearly identified. Air Magic is an unofficial podcast made with love and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries.